This is Pixel Splitters, your absolute favorite conversation movie news podcast with your hosts, Josh. If it's just okay, it lands with kind of a soft thud. People are going to be like, this is a total bomb. And Willis, almost no color and all the color you could ever want. Join us each week as we break down the latest movie news, TV news, and general industry news and debate about what it all really means. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Pixel Splitters. Uh, we already did the opening. You heard that already. Yep. Um, happy Hanukkah. Yeah. It's uh, what the fourth, fifth day of Hanukkah right now, and we're coming up on the end of the year. Um, Rapidly. You know, this is this the the penultimate episode of the year, as it were. There you go. Big big SAT word for you there. Uh, so we're going to talk about a couple things that are happening in 2023. Yeah. The first of which being. The Barbie movie. Yes. Um, we got our first trailer for the Barbie. Yes. And man, we got thoughts about that. We got some thoughts. <laughs> uh, in that same vein, in that same release weekend. Yeah. Uh, we also got a first trailer for Oppenheimer, the new Christopher Nolan movie, which we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about his love of practical effects. Yes. <laughs> love slash obsession maybe yes for better and for question mark worse dangerous yeah. who knows we'll see we'll talk yeah. about it uh <laughs> and then third we're gonna talk about what kind of has to be talked about yeah uh henry cavill out as superman mm-hmm. um james gunn bringing the axe down dashing yep. the hopes of fanboys across the across the world across the multiverse um, Across the multiverse. <laughs> hey, you know what? Multiverse is a thing. He could always come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, but first, before we get into all that, Josh, let's uh, let's run through what the weekly releases are here. Absolutely. Because we got a couple big ones. Uh, first and foremost. A few big ones. Yeah. yeah. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish <laughs> on December 21st. Golden Globe nominated Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I was going to say, you already know our thoughts about this movie, so we don't <sighs> have to talk about this that much. I already thought this movie came out, to be quite honest, so whatever. Here it is. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, more importantly, we have Damien Chazelle's Babylon premiering on December 23rd, which is his three-hour-long love letter slash hate letter to... I believe like the twenties in Hollywood, which I mean, I'm seeing a lot more promo for it and I can't wait to see this movie. It's going to be, uh, debaucherous. I think there's some crazy stuff going on and it looks like it's going to be pretty, uh, vile. I don't know. The Tobey Maguire looks (laughs) a little unhinged. Yeah. Um, so that is coming. We also have I Want to Dance with Somebody, which is the Whitney Houston biopic, which I only... Which I also thought had already come out. I did too, but apparently not. Premiering on December 23rd. These are so hit and miss. I don't know. We'll see. Love Whitney, yeah. but none of the rest of them have worked. Could, either, could go either way, yeah. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, Empire of Light. Sam Mendes. Mendes? Mendes? I don't know. Sure. His new movie starring Olivia Coleman coming out December 23rd. Which is has some is a mixed bag of reviews too, but yeah. I, I it looks gorgeous. I don't know. I'm gonna see it. We'll see. Yeah. I do want to hit a couple limited just because you never know if you're ever gonna be able to see these movies. The first one being Sarah Polly's Women Talking, which looks like one of the more brutal, punishing, and beautiful movies of the year. Look up what it's about. I'm not gonna go into it right here. Yeah. We also have Joyride, another Olivia Coleman movie coming out. Uh, limited December 23rd. Uh, Living, which we mentioned last week, which I also thought already came out, but apparently... I thought it came out in, like, <laughs> February. Apparently not. Here it is. Maybe it came out... I, I don't know. I wonder if this was it was, like, a limited release in for, like, an hour, and then they were yeah. like, oh, wait, it got a yeah. Golden Globe nomination. <laughs> we're we gonna should put do this it. out in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is also hitting limited. And then we have The Pale Blue Eye, December 23rd, which is the new Christian Bale movie. Um, and I believe this is going to be a Netflix film or an Apple TV movie, but either way, I'm sure they're just doing this to get it in the... Oscar yeah. race. What a year for Christian Bale. Huh? I know, man. Gore the God Butcher and this. We'll see. And Amsterdam. <laughs> and Amsterdam. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. man. Oh, God. I feel like there's another one in there. Probably. 
either way, moving on for streaming, we've got one big one coming out. We have Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery coming December 23rd on Netflix, which uh, it's here. I guess I'm going to have to watch that now. Huh? Guess you got to watch that as well. Uh, that's pretty much it for movies and for shows. We have Emily in Paris coming back for season three on the 21st and Jack Ryan coming back for season three on the 21st as well. Two uh, very different shows, but there they are nonetheless <laughs> to say the least yes uh and that's about it so <sighs> yeah without further ado here let's hop into the episode let's do it so the day has finally come yes wherein we discuss barbie on pixel splitters yes greta gerwig's new movie yes based on the mattel toy yes slash cultural icon Right. Following in uh, the Hasbro battleship Transformers <laughs> boat. Yeah. G.I. Joe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. Oh, God, your quintessential right. child toys uh, into full length feature films. Yeah. Somehow. Um, Margot Robbie mm-hmm. as the titular Barbie. Yep. Although I don't even that even sounds weird to say because I feel like we're going to have like a bunch of different Barbies in this. For sure. For sure. Yeah. This trailer looks incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's a teaser, right? The, yeah. Yeah. It's a teaser. I mean, there's like, yeah, it, no, yeah, it's a teaser. There's a, a few clips from the actual movie. A lot of it is just a straight rip from 2001 yes. Space Odyssey, which is like just a whole thing to unpack of like, here's a like late stage capitalism Barbie <laughs> like movie just referencing <laughs> What the number one director yeah. voted movie of all time? Like, <laughs> oh, I wonder if that had anything to do. I'm, I'm sure this was cut prior, but I wonder if <laughs> if that had anything to do with the sight and sound poll. I have no idea because it's it coming right after that. I'm like, that is nuts. That is. Well, nuts. was 2001 not top of the sight and sound poll last year too for director? I don't know. I don't know. It is. But it is. what are your thoughts on this, Josh? <sighs> I mean, this looks exactly what I was hoping for, which is a movie about Barbie, like literally Barbie. Like if there's a shot where she's looking out over the city, I don't know what it is specifically. Yeah, Barbie it, Dreamland. Yeah, it, that's literally what it is. And oh god, I think that might actually be what it is. That and I sounds just have that correct. Barbie knowledge in the back of my head. It sounds right, but they didn't. It is just that. It is. It yeah. is. It looks like plastic. It looks like. I mean, it looks. It just looks exactly. We don't really get much of a story or anything from this, but we see Margot Robbie. We see some of the characters. I think Simu Liu is in there as well. Mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling and, and I just. This just gave me so much hope for this movie because I'm just like, yes, written by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, directed by Greta Gerwig. I mean, obviously, it was going to be good. Um, I'm ready, man. This is a very weird movie. It looks weird. And I'm here for it. And this, the fact that she did a 2001 rip, and I saw this before Avatar, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> let's yep, here go. We go." It's <laughs> this movie is so bizarre to me. I mean, like Greta Gerwig, Noah Baumbach, like depths and depths of trust yeah. in terms of filmmaking, like acumen. Yeah. Do you realize, like, Will Ferrell has second billing in this movie? I'm looking at the IMDb right now. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the list is incredible. It's, you know, Margot Robbie, Will Ferrell, Ryan Gosling. We'll get Heron Mirren in there. We'll get Kate McKinnon. Michael Sarah. Sum- Michael Sarah, Like, America for Like, it just goes on and on. But I'm like, I haven't heard any. I don't think I knew Will Ferrell was in this movie until, like, about a minute and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's all talk about Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling as right. Barbie and Ken. Right. Um, so, like, it's there's more, there's a lot more depth coming here. Right. Like, this is not going to be your 90 minute romp through, like, hey, look, it's Barbie. Like, but, but, right. No, there is um, intention behind all of this coming. And I'm. <laughs> I remember when I first heard there was going to be a Barbie movie, I rolled my eyes so hard. Yes. And then like a couple months later, they're like Greta Gerwig attached. And I had to just like step back and be like, Ooh. what? <laughs> Say what? 
It's just like that, like it, those two things just like don't mix. Right. And like, you just have to like come to, you have to reckon with it of like, what does that even mean? I know. <laughs> it's insane. And like, there are few filmmakers that I trust as much as Greta Gerwig these days. I yeah. mean, like, let's see, she's made, like on her own, she's directed two movies. Both were, were nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars. Yeah. Lady Bird and Little Women. And I can only assume that this will probably follow suit just because they love her and she makes really, really good movies. And yeah. and then it's written by Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig, which I'm like, that's a dynamic duo already. Like, you know that yeah. Noah is an incredible writer. Like, we're this is going to be... And if they saw something in this and created some sort of a story based on whatever whatever's going yeah. on here, I, I just... I'm kind of putting my blind faith in them to make this work, you know, and I'm just, <laughs> I'm ready. This looks great. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I'm like, I don't know. I love the the tagline is Barbie lives in a Barbie land and then a story happens. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's so on the nose. And that, <laughs> and that feels like filler, but I don't think it is. I hope that's the whole synopsis. <laughs> yeah. It's too good. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's gonna be incredible. Margot Robbie's gonna be incredible in it. Like yes, and I will say they know what they're doing because they have Emma Mackey who looks exactly like Margot Robbie and has mm-hmm. and people have made that connection before and mm-hmm. she's I'm sure playing another Barbie which I'm like they know what they're doing with this. They very yeah. clearly understand what the heck they're doing, and I just I can't wait to see what. Like, the excitement about what's this movie going to be is, like, we still don't know. And I think that's yeah. part of the the intrigue here. Michael Sarah is in this. What the heck? Like, what? <laughs> well, it's, like, it's a weird thing because I see Will Ferrell at this. Yeah. And the same thing with, with Michael Sarah, But, like, with Will Ferrell, my mind immediately goes to his role in the Lego movie. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, is this like, are we going to have a meta understanding of this where it's like there is almost a Toy Story aspect of it where there's like the Barbie world and then the not Barbie world or like. Right. I just don't. I just don't know. Like. (laughs) And like, we're not going to find out. Like, that's the thing is like, we'll be right up against this before we get a lot of information about it i feel like for sure i mean we knew about this probably like 2021 and we just got the first teaser december 2022 and it's releasing july of 2023 like uh okay and i'm okay with that i think people are and i think that greta gerwig has such a strong name recognition especially among people who like like cinema that it's just people are going to show out for this no matter what. And I yeah. have faith. I trust them. I really do. So I'm hype. I'm very hype. It's going to be great. <laughs> you know what else is coming out? Uh, the same July 21st, 2023. <laughs> same day. Same day. Double feature for the ages. I will be doing that. Like if I have to take a day off of work, I will be doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Mm-hmm. Josh is not sick nope. on July 21st. Definitely not. <sighs> you know what is sick? <laughs> Nolan detonating a nuclear Radiation explosion. Radiation poisoning. <laughs> uh, so Oppenheimer is the movie we're talking about. Yes. Uh, in case you haven't <laughs> gathered. Yeah. First trailer for Oppenheimer is coming out. Yep. Um, or has come out. Uh, Christopher Nolan's new movie, mm-hmm. Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr., Jr. Yep. Florence Pugh, Gary Oldman, Kenneth Branagh, Jack Quaid, Remy Malek, <laughs> Josh Hartnett, Casey Affleck, Olivia Thurby. <laughs> like, He's reaching Wes Anderson levels of ensemble here. <laughs> and like top tier. Um, you start on this one, Josh. <laughs> Where, what's up? What do you, what do you, how do you feeling about Oppenheimer? So we had a teaser early early this year where it was just a black and white thing we saw some explosion some fire and we got killian murphy in his like hat fedora and that's pretty much it this trailer was really not the tone that i thought it was going to be when i watched it 
first of all, I thought this movie was in black and white. So I was like, oh, okay. It's yeah. very much not in black and white. And I think we're going to split it. I think sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. No pun. Uh, <laughs> sometimes it'll be in black and white. Sometimes it'll be in color. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Which I'm, you know, do, he can do yeah. whatever he wants to. Um, <laughs> you do, you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, but man, I really liked and appreciated how low key this felt because the teaser felt very intense and it felt like a Christopher Nolan movie where you're like, Oh my God, it had the ticker on the bottom. That's like the world will change in this much time. You're like, Holy crap. And this trailer really kind of brings it back a little bit and shows that like, it, it is a true biopic like about this guy and what he has to deal with. And I think that we're going to get really good performances from everyone. And performances aren't always the thing you take away from Christopher Nolan movies it's usually the set pieces sure. and and kind of like what mm-hmm. he's going for but I think this is going to change with this because there's going to be set pieces for sure but it's not his his not his normal deal like this is definitely yeah. going against the grain for him and I'm really really excited with the talent he's working with and he gets top tier talent but I just look at the cast yeah. and I'm like this is going to be this is going to be something to behold for sure um what are your yeah. thoughts what are you thinking I, my biggest thing I'm taking away from this is I am so excited to see Killian Murphy. Oh my God. In a leading man role. I know. He has been in like all of Christopher Nolan's movies. Yeah. Interstellar, I can't place him, but. He could have been. Other than that, like, (laughs) and he's an incredibly talented actor and like, I think has the capability and deserves to have that like leading man role. And I think he's going to crush this yeah i think it's the right time in his career and i think it's just going to be like a i just the vibe you get off of him from the trailer where he's not doing anything he's just kind of like talking about it just baseline like emotion pouring out of it is next level and you're putting him up against like top tier stuff that is going to or top tier people that are going to be able to like play off of everything he's putting down. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Emily Blunt, Robert Downey Jr. And Florence Pugh, like just yeah. off the top. And that's not counting like Gary Ullman or Remy Malik or Matt Damon. Like, yeah. Yeah. And there, I will say there are a bunch of other names on this list right now that like, you know, all of these people too, but maybe just not by name. Right. Um. But it's interesting because it looks a lot like every other Christopher Nolan movie, I feel like. Yeah. But like the vibe you get, it feels very non Christopher Nolan y. Yes. I mean, I suppose it ha- does have a similar emotional stake that like you got off the original trailers of Interstellar. Sure. Kind of. But this is this is not gonna be a hopeful movie. No. <laughs> but man, I just like I am hyped for this movie. Yeah. And I love Christopher Nolan movies. I feel like Christopher Nolan movies are one of those ones that like, they're not like easy to just watch over and over again. No. But like, you cu- you keep coming back to them. Even as haters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't watch, I don't know why I'm harping on Interstellar so much, but like, I don't watch Interstellar like every year, but I definitely come back to it. I'd say every like 18 months or something, I'm like, I'm going to yeah, watch Interstellar. I want to watch, I mean, The Dark Knight or like. Sure. Yeah. Um, Inception, Memento. Inception. Yeah. I mean. Just down the line. Yeah. Even Tenet. Um, like I've seen that twice. Don't really understand yeah, even, it still. Even The Prestige. Yeah. Like, um, but uh, <laughs> it's an interesting subject matter. For sure. Um, and a story that we, I feel like we haven't really heard before. No. For all of the MacGuffins that nuclear weapons play uh, in in cinema, I'm I'm looking forward to this story as well. Me too. Me too. Yeah, and I'm just so. you know I think after Tenet, which was Nolan at his most Nolan, uh, yeah. this will be a nice grounding for him to kind of come back because he can get unwieldy with his concepts, with what he wants to say. And sometimes yeah. I don't think he has anything to say. I think he just wants to play around with stuff and maybe that's not fair, but I think that a lot sure. of it gets but lost I, yeah. in the, in the spectacle of what he's trying to do. And this like 
that is not really a spectacle. I'm sure he'll make it a spectacle because obviously it's Christopher Nolan. Yeah. But that's not what this is about. Like this is this is more about um like it's more of a domestic thing where it's not like everything's going backwards or it's we're in yeah. the space and or it's a Batman movie. Like it's very much grounded and it's a true story. I would assume that he's going off of the true story here, but sure. which he doesn't Well, and based upon a book as well. Right, based exactly. Based upon a biography. Which he doesn't really normally do. He he's usually like, "This is my concept. I'm writing a script off of it." Yeah. Um, so I, I'm hyped. I can't wait to see what he does with this. I I I yeah. I want him to kind of come back into his own a little bit more than Tenet was. And well, I mean, you can't get better than this cast. I mean, this cast <laughs> go down that's the true. line. <laughs> it's so bizarre because that's the big thing that's got me hyped for this. Yeah. I'm like just seeing all these, and you know, I mean, I did just watch. Amsterdam, which was like, yeah, had like an opposite effect of that. But these right. seem like a more cohesive, if nothing else, then it's like, here's a bunch of people that he's worked with before. Right. Who understand his, you know what stuff. I mean? I'm like, who here in this cast hasn't been in a, I mean, I guess Florence Pugh and Emily Blunt haven't, but like the rest of them have all been in Nolan movies before, oh, I think. Yeah. He's got some day players in here for sure. Yeah. That are just I mean, maybe not. I'm like stuff. going down the list now and I'm like, okay, no, um, Excited to see Olivia Thurby. Me too. Underrated. She, like, yeah, and she was great, and she kind of just like faded away there. Yeah. Um, Honestly, she's so good in Dread. Have you seen Dread? Yeah, yeah. She was great in that. <laughs> Dread and um, what's the other thing I know her from? The Wackness. Do you remember the Wackness? I don't know. I don't it's think a I've... '90s period movie from 2008. Oh no. Oh, it's worth shot. You should put it on your list. Snap. Okay, the Wackness. Uh, ben Kinsley and Josh Peck. Oh, and Fameek Johnson. What? Okay. Uh, and Method Man. Oh, uh, let's go. Yeah the 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 really interesting thing I want to touch on here. Yeah. Is uh the kind of stuff the 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 Nolaniest stuff that he's doing in this um he had to make this a Nolan movie. <laughs> he had to make this a Nolan so. He's well known for being like, yeah, I'm going to do like really big practical effects, yeah. you know, flipping the um, flipping the the semi in the Dark Knight. Yep. Uh, crashing. crashing the plane yep. in Tenet. Uh, the, the plane um, hanging upside down in the Dark Knight Rises. Yep. Yep. Um, the setting the entire field of corn on fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Interstellar and planting the entire field of and corn. planting the entire <laughs> field of corn so he could set it on fire. Yeah. Um. So in that he uh he's now doing a movie about you know an atomic bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and he guesses as to what he did. <laughs> I feel like I don't fully grasp. I, what's happened here i don't i feel like it's not entirely clear based on the few articles i've read i i feel like people are just like yeah it sounds a lot like christopher nolan set off a bomb <laughs> uh set off an arguably atomic bomb maybe not atomic but like of an equal magnitude I think he did something nuclear. The, the, with the photos I saw, it looked like they were working with a nuclear reactor. So I was like, ah, yeah. okay. Um, so it seems like this, the movie's going to, like, the the climax, or maybe not, but thereabouts is going to be, like, the actual test detonation in New Mexico of the first, like, atomic explosion. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He he made a bomb. He really did. Um I don't even know what the question here is. Is it like necessary? Question mark. <sighs> Ethical? Question mark. Ethical? Question mark. Necessary remains to be seen. I mean, he's gonna make this necessary. Yeah. I mean, it's gonna like look real as fuck. Like you know, all the all the practical effects we talked about earlier, like. Yeah, like they look incredible and like we'll never be like, oh, wow, that's CG aged for it because it's not CG. Yeah, yeah. I want more information because yeah. it does seem to me that based on like current technology and this is me knowing fuck all about like <laughs> explosives. Yeah. But based on current technology, we could probably recreate the magnitude of the original atomic bomb without 
needing a nuclear it bomb to be an atomic bomb. <laughs> yeah. Um you would hope. One would hope. Yeah. So like I don't like I don't know if he's really detonating like an atomic bomb in the New Mexico desert or if he's detonating it approximated explosion right the same kind of thing right um but like again i don't know what the question like is it where do we draw the line (laughs) i don't even know if that's the question but is it like is it worth it like yeah is this is this going to become something that people are going to watch and be like oh wow like it's gonna have to be a moment like the truck flip where you're like that's fucking real like he that's that happened. You're watching it happen. Yeah. Um, and I just don't know that like an explosion, like we've seen lots of explosions. Sure. Rendered on film, especially, but I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know the, I will say the visuals we've seen in both the teaser and the trailer of the fire, which I'm assuming yeah. is the blast looks absolutely incredible like i don't even know what i'm really looking at when you're watching it it just looks insane um but i don't know this is testing the boundaries of what you should and should not be capable of doing on a film set if he detonated some kind of a nuclear explosion something that has some kind of like effect beyond just like yeah (laughs) fire and death and we're, right. I mean, I, we're talking about radiation, like exactly, honestly, yeah, yeah. Um, which, like, arguably, they have detonated these in New Mexico before, for sure. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know, man. It's a weird, like, it's pushing. Like, we, I think we are both big proponents of like, yeah, like practical is gonna look better ninety eight percent of the time than a CG thing, yeah. This is like testing my resolve on that statement. Yeah. <laughs> because it, like it might look better, but it's like, but like, was that necessary? Right. Like right. is the impact that that's going to have for the like, we'll say arguably 15 minute sequence. At the most. Yeah. Going to be generous. Yeah. Yeah. Like that at the end of this movie, that's going to come and on it like is going to come and yeah. it's going to go may enter the zeitgeist may not like right it's just going to be a thing like is that worth actually exposing taking the, crew the time <laughs> it, well exposing the crew taking the time to like i mean taking the time fuck to negotiate getting an atomic bomb and pers- permission to detonate an atomic bomb in the new mexico does like that's like the government needs to get involved like. yeah that's like a huge deal and again we're speculating i don't can't confirm that that's actually what happened but like I mean, nevertheless, like, there was massive amounts of permission involved in this. Um, For sure. And there's a whole big debate about, like, if there there should have been a yes at the end of that conversation <laughs> or not. Um, but, yeah, man, I, it's, I think, I don't know, dear listener, you can probably tell I'm having a, a, a hard time there's coming a crisis. to terms with this, this, <laughs> this mentality. Because it is, like, challenging a lot of things of just, like... I don't know. Where do you draw the line? Like, yeah, it reminds me of, oh, I'm not going to think of the movie, but when I was in film school, there was a film that we watched. It was a documentary about goats. Ah, did you, I don't know if you had this. It's a documentary about goats, about mountain goats in like Asia or somewhere like that. I don't remember. Um, And part of it is they're talking about goats and how goats climb, like can like scale the sides of mountains and shit. Yeah. And, then it goes, sometimes the goats fall and oh. they have a clip of a goat like falling off a thing. And but I, I have seen this. Yeah. Yeah. The big thing there is if you look in the corner of the frame, there's a barrel of a gun and they shot the goat to get it to fall. So they had that clip for the thing. And it begs this whole merit of like, do you shoot or do you not shoot the goat in order to get the shot? The shot. And I think this is that same kind of conversation that I had in like sophomore like film class. <laughs> yeah. Of like at what level do you do something for a film? Yeah. And like where's that line? Right. And it's like it's it's really bizarre to have a lesson I struggled with thirteen years ago. That wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Okay, okay. Right around when Avatar uh, came out. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Let's. <laughs> okay. Um, 
Oh, fuck. No, I totally screwed it up. Oh, it was no. 17 years ago. Oh, I went to the year after I graduated college as opposed to the year after I started college. <laughs> fuck. All right. Well, now I feel. It. Well, there anyway, it is. Anyway, let's come back to Oppenheimer. Yes. This movie is going to be insane. I mean, Nolan pushes boundaries every time he does something. I mean, they even, I read that they had, I think, Kodak create film for them to shoot mm. black and white IMAX film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he, he, no matter what he's doing, if it's as simple as a biopic, he's going to yeah. make this thing a Nolan production. And I mean, I'm here for it as long as everything was safe. And I, I, we need more information. Really, we need more information. Yeah. We, yeah. We're speculating. And that information will no doubt be forthcoming. I mean, yeah. you know, it, it could be one of those things that this is all a marketing ploy from their team. And it's like, yeah, we'll like drop this really early. Yeah. And then as we get closer and closer, we'll elaborate on what they did. You know, right. I mean, it's in that same vein of like, here's like what the insane thing that uh, Tom Cruise has done for the new Mission, Mission Impossible yeah. movie or his space epic. Or I mean, honestly, even like it's a similar kind of conversation we've been having about the technology that James Cameron has made for Avatar. For sure. It's like, here's what he took 15 years making. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. But then you look at Avatar and you're like, well, you could have done... The bomb VFX. <laughs> yeah, there like, you go. It it's like opposite real. sides of the coin of like, <laughs> here is top tier next level innovating to make it practical and innovating to make it. Yeah. CJ. It's yeah. too complete. It's that's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. It's it's an insane juxtaposition. People pushing the boundary on opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I can say is I'm going to be seeing Oppenheimer and Barbie hopefully on the same day. Yeah. Which will yeah. be I don't I, I like I hope neither of them moves because it's literally like I want to see both of them back to back. I don't know why this is the best like double feature I've ever heard of. <laughs> you put the posters next to each other and you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Which, I really hope they I this won't happen, but I really hope they lean into it and like they have similar posters. Oh my god! Like Barbie puts out an Oppenheimer poster, and Oppenheimer puts out a Barbie esque poster. Oh, I don't know what the latter would be, but they really that would should be do that. Oh, they really should do that. And I hope they're both like phenomenal movies, and like this is just the best day at the yeah. theater of all time. Um, <laughs> which one do you see first? That's the that's well, we'll have to have this yeah. debate as we get closer <laughs> to July of like which one. What do you do? I have no idea. Like, what do you do? Someone asked me, and I'm like, I I have no answer. Almost no color and all the color you could ever want. (laughs) Two completely Um, different tones. Watch Barbie be super dark. And, like, Oppenheimer's, like, this kind of, like, you know, eh. Or Oppenheimer turns out to be this, like, hopeful, like, humanity is going to be, like, saved eventually because of the hearts of good men and things like that. And then Barbie's going to turn into, like, yep, the world sucks. Capitalism's ruining everything. Yep. Hey. Yeah, the world is consumer. Yeah. Oh my god. Which is like totally feasible. It's, it's possible. <laughs> it's actually possible. Oh my god. Well, we're excited for these movies, guys. Like, there's no. Yes. I can't put it any other way. It is what it is. Um, and we'll see what happens. I guess we have no information about either of these movies, and we're just like, let's go. <laughs> We've seen about two minutes from each one, and we're like, okay, it's true. Sold. It's weird. I'm like, I almost feel like we when we need to disqualify these two from our most anticipated for 2023. We've talked, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, like, they're obviously on our list. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's like against the. It's like saying Laura, Thor: Love and Thunder was most anticipated. Although I guess Doctor Strange was on my list, but we're getting away from it. We um, are. We are. We are. Speaking about superheroes, there you go. There you yeah, go. let's take my tangent and make it seem intentional. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Is not taking up the cape again. Not by his own choice. Uh, And he's going to be feeling pretty burned about it. So James Gunn and... uh, Peter Saffron. Peter Saffron. Okay, good. I do have that name in my head. I was like, ooh, Peter. I was like, wait, is it not Peter? But no. So (laughs) Jim and Pete Mm -hmm. have struck in... Henry Cavill's Superman from the record. Yep. Um, They're shaking things up big time. They are shaking things up. They needed to, let's be honest. Yes. Yes? Question mark? Um, 
there's a huge debate to be had about this of how much shaking really is necessary. So Henry Cavill uh, was originally set to come back as Superman. Yep. Arguably left the Witcher to come back as Superman. Yep. Announced he was coming back as Superman. Yep. Was in the uh, cameo. <laughs> was in the t- the stinger of Black Adam. And then this was all before Jim and Pete, who I'm just going to yep. start calling him Jim I and Pete. I love it. I love it. James Gunn and Peter Savard were hired to write the ship, as it were. Mm-hmm. And now he's out. Now they're like, actually, we're going to go in a different direction with Superman. Yep. They're going to go. It's been announced that they're going to do a younger version of Superman mm-hmm. uh, that James Gunn is writing the script for. Which is interesting to me. Yes. And that Superman will be played by a younger actor. Yes. Which is kind of weird because I don't consider Henry Cavill that old. I mean, I guess he is. He's been playing Superman for 15 years. But like, yeah. but he looks like um, freaking Superman. Like you look at the guy and yeah. you're like, holy crap, that's Superman. Like, And I will say my judgments about Henry Cavill as a person aside, I feel bad for him just because he never really got a chance to do it right. Yeah. You know, he was Zack Snyder and then Joss Whedon and then, you know, even this Black Adam. Like he never really got to be in a good Superman movie. Like Man of Steel yeah. is arguable. Man of Steel is a it's pretty not, it's pretty good. It's not amazing. It's, you could cut 45 minutes out of yeah. Superman and it'd be like spot on. Right. But, right. Or Man of Steel, not Superman. Yeah. But yeah. So I feel bad for him in that regard. <sighs> It's just weird, man. I mean, James Gunn, they're really stripping things. I mean, we talked last week the, about Wonder Woman and all of that stuff yep. and like Patty Jenkins. Like there's a lot of things that just are not happening at all now. And like Aquaman well, 2. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're seemingly dropping like everyone. everything. Everyone, yeah. Like I don't think – so we're not going to get another Aquaman like we said. After um, Lost Kingdom. After Lost Kingdom, which is like shot and done. And yeah, yeah, we're not getting another Wonder Woman. We're not oh. getting another Superman. Mm-hmm. Batman is debatable, but like the last Batman movie was the Batman, which doesn't really tie into all of that to begin with. So like right. also kind of stands apart. Right. Um, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with the Flash? Um, <laughs> I don't know. And like the only other thing I can think that was on the docket. Oh, and then Shazam and Black Adam. Right. Which I think is pretty much toast. Yeah. Um, Black Adam. Oh. I mean, there's another there's another Shazam movie imminent. Um, right. The second Shazam movie. But, but I don't but think we'll get another Black Adam. Definitely not. Um, yeah. But like why? I mean, obviously Shazam is done and completed and, and like edited and it's coming out. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know. There's a lot of these movies that are just like are going to land with such a thud knowing now that there is no plans to continue this ro- this, this yeah. run. Like with The Flash, I'm like, that is going to come out in 2020. Actually, it says June 16th, 2023. Um, yeah. So that's still coming somehow. Yeah, somehow. But but that's gonna come and go. I feel like that's gonna come out, and then people will be like, "Okay," and then we'll never hear anything about it. Because like, yeah. But the fact that that was supposed to be their no way home, multiverse of madness. Yeah. Like, well, almost like kicking off a whole new era of the DCEU. Yeah. That's just like not happening anymore. Not happening. So that's kind of what I wanted to ask you. I was like, does the fact that all of this has been shaken up make Fury of the Gods and Fallen Kingdom and flashpoint pointless in my opinion uh 100 yeah like i was on the fence about seeing shazam too because i just mm-hmm. don't think it looks very good in my opinion mm-hmm. um i don't think i'm gonna see it at all now to be honest just because i'm like not that i need the world building not that i need this all to interconnect but it's like i i they made such a big deal about it in the Justice League yeah. and all of this stuff of being like, this is going to be, we're going to write the ship on our own. And now knowing yeah. that none of that is true, and obviously the Batgirl being shelled and like all of this stuff, yeah. you're never going to see the light Blue of day. Blue Beetle is still up in the air too. That's right. still in route. I'm just like, Incoming. so you're telling me that I shouldn't care about any of this stuff before any well, of it's been released. So that's the <laughs> that's the thing I've been struggling with. I'm like, so we'll take um, 
Well, it's interesting because I say this, I'm like, I don't even know that there are ones that I'm excited about. But we'll take arguably what's looking to be the best of them. Uh, Joker 2. Aquaman 2. <laughs> well, we can get into that, yeah. too. Because um, apparently we're getting the Batman 2. Which makes sense. I'm so excited to see the reaction to Joker 2 <sighs> as a musical. Like, I, I, I really hope it just unlocks musical theater for a whole bunch of bros. Me, too. Uh, me, too. But... Uh, Best case scenario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, bro, have you heard this musical Rent? Have you seen? Fucking yeah. Dope. Uh, <laughs> so, like, we'll take Aquaman for argument's sake. Yeah. If you take away the, like, Aquaman world building and, like, here's, you know, this is going to tie into whatever and whatever and whatever. Is there still a merit to, like, seeing this movie because it's a movie? Because, mm. like... People put time and effort and like into it, you know, like it's still something that was like a, a labor of love, I'm sure, for James Wan. And yeah. James Wan was. Yeah, he did Aquaman. Yeah. 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 Like it's a James Wan movie. They're, like, yeah. like, is there still something to be said for this movie existing by itself? Or did these movies only exist as part of a whole? That's the question. It's a very weird concept because like if you look at the MCU, it's like they I think it. It, it, it's pick and choose like yeah i think winter soldier stands as its own i think thor love and thunder does not right ant-man and the wasp is kind of doesn't really exist on its own without the world building like right right well you bring up um the winter soldier it's so difficult because with that movie and even like you know civil war like there's a bunch of movies that are like i I would deem the better of the MCU movies that if you just kind of went in blind or not even blind, but like you kind of know what's going like, I don't know that the winter soldier would really make sense at all. Cause if you hadn't even seen the first captain America movie, you're like, who's Bucky? Like what, what's going on here? I don't know, dude. That's a, that's a really weird question because DC has been trying to do what Marvel did obviously. Yeah. And failing hard. Yeah. Since they started, I mean, literally since they started, and like you wouldn't just go watch Batman v Superman, like that's just not something you'd go yeah. and do. And like I don't know that I would watch Aquaman necessarily because they've made a point of being like these movies are all setting up to be something else. But in that same vein, we haven't known what this is setting up to. Yeah, we still don't ever. And like it's yeah. not setting up to any. We know it's now not it's setting not. up to anything yeah. now. But like. It's been building and building and building and like to what? I do not know. Like, you know, like we were we knew we were building to Endgame to Infinity War and Endgame for years. Like 10 years almost. You know, like I mean, like Thanos was teased at the end of Avengers. Yeah. Like and we always knew that they were we were building towards that. Right. Whereas like I'm like there's no big bad, overarching bad in the DCEU. Nope. There's no like I I mean I suppose we were kind of building towards Flash point there are hints of flashpoint in different things but like like barely but like barely and like what i'm seeing from flashpoint now i'm kind of like i don't know like what i was supposed to so like it's we've been building towards kind of nothing i guess yeah yeah and, but like people are still going to see them right and now we know we're not building towards anything right now we're gonna like wipe this like clean and then and, like, this is all speculative. I mean, like, it's James Gunn. Yeah. Like, these could all be building to something. He could have in his mind, like, a fucking one movie retcon of the entire DCU <laughs> that, like, yeah. you know, fractures them across the multiverse. Yeah. But I don't know, man. So that's the thing I've been struggling with is, like, is it are these meritless now or is there still something worth watching here? I lean towards the latter. I'm still kind of like, I, I'm still intrigued to see Aquaman too. I will see it. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed the first Aquaman. I love James Wan. Yeah. But it's, is, is it this? Is it, did it become way harder to press play? Mm. I, I think so. I mean, I think so. Or go to the theater, as as it were. For sure. I think so. And honestly, like, we talk about the stingers after, or the mid-credits scene, post-credits scene. Like, we talk about that a lot. And those are literally put there to keep you going to the next one. To be like, yeah. this is potentially coming. 
and DC has made such a weird habit of doing that and having it not pay off, but showing <laughs> things that are it, like, yeah. oh my God, this person and this person are going to get together and then nothing coming of it. But it's Marvel's fault, dude. <laughs> Marvel has been like, We're, yeah, all of this. And, and they're in a similar place to where yeah. DC is, where people are like, what? I mean, I get Kang and stuff, but it's not super clear. And yeah. with DC, I mean, people were very, very mixed on all the ones that have come out in the past like five years or so. And to be like, well... Of the shared universe The ones. shared universe ones, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Wonder Woman's, the Aquaman's, that stuff, and the Shazam movie. Like, that... Yeah. Having this come out now... I don't know, man. I don't know how many people were going to go see Aquaman because they wanted to see it or because they wanted to see where it was going to lead to. Yeah, because you had to see it because it was part of the homework for being knowing what's up. Right. Yeah. The amount of people who went to see Black Adam for the stinger is insane. Yeah. You know, people being like, oh, my God, this is what. Ha-. And like, again, I'm sitting down for Black Adam. The credits roll. Every single person is still in their seats waiting for the stinger. Yeah. That's what people are there for. They're waiting to see what comes next. And I'm like. If you know nothing is coming. So let's let's use that as a tee off. Uh, let's speculate wildly about what's coming next. <laughs> what do we know? Outside of the ones we've been talking about. Yeah. You know, the ones that are like the ones that are too far down the pipeline to stop and be like, yeah, we're not doing that. Right. Um, we know we're going to get Joker 2. Yep. Um, we know we're going to get Batman 2. Right? Yep. Is that confirmed? That I'm ba- I'm or, fairly the Batman too. Yeah. Um Yep. We know Blue Beetle's still coming, but I th- Well, Blue Beetle could go either way. I don't know if Blue Beetle's like part of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I it's um, hard to say. Shazam. Shazam too. Yeah, but I I I fold that in there with Aquaman. Oh, yep, um, yep. Like I think Aquaman, Flash, and Shazam are like the big ones that I'm like questions is Michael B. Jordan's Superman still in play? Who knows? Literally who knows? I'm down for that. Th- that would be great. Uh, where do we stand with the suicide squad? James Gunn's baby. I mean, the one good movie of like the, last- the one good movie that's, Bun off Peacemaker, which is the most successful TV show they've ever had. Right. And made him the the creative leader. And of made him, of yeah, DC. got him the job, basically. Yeah. Um, like, I th- do you think we're heading for a shared universe or do you think we're headed for standalone movies that have vague tie ins that they're in the same world? Look at the ones that are successful Batman, yep. Joker. Yeah, the ones that we're talking about that are like completely not part of the same universe. And honestly, that would be so smart. I think that would be so smart of them to go down that route because it's just not working trying to do the Marvel thing. And and the Marvel thing is getting tired. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's people are people are done and I think people are even done with Mar- with the MCU-ness of their own stuff. And so having it be like this, I mean, like, Joker, say what you want about the movie. The movie made a billion dollars. You know, yeah. same thing with, um, the well, the Batman, I think, made, like, you know, 600, 700 million. Like, one of the biggest movies that they had. And it was actually a quality film, you know? Yeah. If they could just do that, I think people would be okay with it just because it's DC. They're like, oh, we know these characters. I'll go see the movie just because of that. And we don't yeah. need it to be like, oh, this is all leading to Flashpoint. Which could be a disaster of a movie. Yes, yeah. So, the uh, it's it's worth asking too as well of um, if we're we're losing Harley Quinn, if we're losing Margaret Robbie's Harley Quinn, because Harley Quinn could be played by Lady Gaga in the Joker too, right? And Harley Quinn, you know, arguably part of this DCU given how tied in it is with like the Joker with um, Jared Leto, like Jared Leto tied in suicide squad with justice league and all that kind of stuff. Like there's that whole, like, so I consider Margot Robbie's uh, Harley Quinn as part of like the DCEU. Sure. 
And that's kind of where I'm landing. I'm like, I think there's a difference between the DC like films and the DCEU. For sure. Is where we're getting. But that's arguably the best known character after Superman. For sure. And the one that's been rendered the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Let me ask let me ask one more question Hit and me. then we can wrap it up. Do you think given that it's James Gunn, mm-hmm. do you think we're gonna get an onslaught of minor characters elevated to like top tier status? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I think he'll do it in a way that isn't confusing. Like, I think, obviously, he's done Guardians and Suicide Squad and stuff like that. Uh, sure. And made them A-listers, basically. Um, yeah. I'm, like, waiting for, like, a Booster Gold movie. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> oh, you should Google Booster Gold. <laughs> okay. He's, yeah. But he's, like, a C-level character that's, yeah. like, he's basically Batman from the future who goes back in the pa- to the past to, like, make money. Oh. Um, and he's, like, but, like, not Batman, but, like, Batman with, like... A Shazam type of humor kind of thing. He's it's fucking hilarious. Nathan Fillion would be perfect. Okay. Um, Hell yeah. Even though but yeah, anyway. <laughs> established. Yeah, I know. But the DCU is dead. It's all dead. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think that there's no doubt that James Gunn's not gonna like completely go against his own instincts of yeah. being like we're gonna we're not gonna just do the Supermans of 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 the DC. Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman just rebooted. Yeah, exactly. Um, which which I'm excited for. I mean, there's so many characters, and we only have focused on like seven, five or six yeah. <laughs> over the past like a hundred years. So, um, yeah, I think so. I think he would do that, and I think it would work. And I also trust him picking people to do the right projects because I think his sensibilities as a filmmaker just make more sense than Zack yeah. Snyder's when it comes to this stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, do you know what I think I want more than anything else? Yeah, hit me. A Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton as old Batman. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I Wasn't feel like slated? that's. I don't think it was slated, but it was like, here comes Michael Keaton willing to play Batman again. Mm -hmm. And everyone was like talking about like, well, if you want to play Batman again. Right. There's a great role of older (laughs) Batman. Oh, my God. I'd be so on board with that. I would, too. And nothing's off the table at this point. I think James Gunn is weird enough to do the things that a lot of people wouldn't do. And And I would argue. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm getting into it. I would argue that like. Batman Beyond is like one of the few directions you can still go with Batman. Batman's kind of been done. Oh, yeah. Like there's not a lot of Batman story left. No. We've got a bunch of Jokers. Like we've got Riddler. We've got like Freeze. We've got like Scarecrow. We've got all the like we've done most of his major stories. I'm like, let's find. Give me old Michael Keaton. Exactly. God, I would lose my shit. (laughs) It's not off the table. I I just hope that James Gunn doesn't get too overwhelmed with the task at hand. Yeah. James Gunn and Peter, right? James and Pete. Jimmy and Pete. <laughs> Jim and Pete, yeah. Well, that's my concern where he's like, he's like, I'm writing a new Superman movie. I'm like, all right. It's like your first thing is like, you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. You don't have to, though. Yeah. Like, I'm like, are you the best person for a Superman movie? Yeah. It's 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 hard to say. Yeah. You trust people until you don't. <laughs> yeah. And I think this might be a good case of what happens here. I mean, I yeah. We'll see. This is a really fraught thing that's going on right now. But I'm like hopeful. Very much so. It sucks that we're losing Henry Cavill. I've I've never really connected to him, I think, as Superman. Like, I like him as Superman, but, like, I mean, I came up on on uh, the OG Superman there. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I have faith. I think we're going to get some good casting. I Can, think We so. should do a, like, who are you going to fan cast as Ooh. young Superman? Um, but we don't have to do that because we've definitely talked too long on uh, yes, for sure on DC <laughs> as a whole. Well, that'll be a future twenty twenty three episode. Yeah, um, yeah. My God, holy crap! A lot of stuff going down at the end of the year. <laughs> They're trying to pack it all. Or in I mean, here hey, like if you want to get into that, we can. Who do you cast as young Superman? 
who do you cast as young Batman Terry McGinnis from Batman Beyond? We'll do a whole. We'll do that's an like arguably fan harder. Weird. Yeah. 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 Because you got to do the whole slate. He's not bringing anyone back. You got to do the whole yeah. thing again. My God. Huh. All right. DC. James Gunn. Peter Safran. Rock and roll. Best of luck Jimmy to y'all. Um, We're all watching with bated breath. We literally are, which is kind of unfortunate for them because it's like if they like if it's just okay, it lands with kind of a soft thud. People are gonna be like, "This is yeah. a total bomb." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bring back Henry Cavill. Bring back Cavill. Um, all right, all right. That'll do let's, it. Let's wrap it down. Um, I'm down. Let's do it before we get too too amped up yeah. on superhero movies as we tend to do. <laughs> Um, I feel like that moment was like 15, 20 minutes ago. It happened already, yeah. Uh, and let's bring it back to our recommendations. So yeah, I don't really know where this prompt came from. I liked it, though. But the prompt I came up with for this week is a – how did I phrase it? A uh, I think you said like a less – Underappreciated yeah. film from a famous director. So, you know, there's, there's the big names out there and – not every film is like a huge tentpole banger. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so I think it's worth highlighting some of the smaller ones. Absolutely. I agree. Couldn't agree more. Uh, so what do you got, Josh? So I have something that I feel like a lot of people will not have seen. Hopefully. Who knows? Because it's, it's from a very specific group of people and a very specific industry. Um, this movie okay. is directed by Spike Jones. Uh, okay. And is a movie called Fully Flared, which I'm going to call a movie because it is the length of a full movie and it's a, sk- it's a skateboarding movie. Uh, Ooh. This is... Spike Jones, one of the ones I looked at earlier. Yes. And I'm a skateboarder, or not so much anymore, but when I was a kid, I was a skateboarder. I was obsessed with this type of stuff and there's a lot of legendary skate parts and videos that came out during this period of time when I was in like my prime of skateboarding. This is my favorite skate movie of all time. It is the most ingenious, the most creative, the the best made, the most the most Spike Jones of any of these that you could possibly get. And I just urge everybody to go out and at least watch the intro because it is just absolutely unbelievable what they do with this stuff. And you can see where Spike's kind of filmmaking prowess takes mm-hmm. like hold of the whole thing. Every skate movie he's ever made is just next level concepts where you just you you don't know what you're going to get with him. Like sometimes sure. they use green screen. Like they've had ones where it's like everyone's riding boards that are completely green. So you don't see them in the edit. Like they're like stuff like that, where he's just testing the limits of what you can and can't do. There's one where Owen Pony. Wilson pretends to be a skateboard. Like he, he has these ideas that are just next level for skate videos. Um, and fully flared, I think in my opinion is the video that, culminates what he has to offer for the skateboarding mm-hmm. community and it's not going to be for everyone if you don't appreciate skateboarding like don't watch this it's, it's just a whole <laughs> bunch of skateboarder skating but yeah. it really is something special and especially once you look into kind of the behind the scenes of how things were done and um the way they pulled this off and you know you just you get a sense of who spike is as a person and then you look at his movies a little bit differently. Like when you watch her and you watch hmm. um, like being John Malkovich, like you understand that he his brain just works differently than other people's. And his brain, to be quite honest, works like a skateboarder because that's who he is. He's a skateboarder. Yeah. Um, and it's just yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't. I'm not a skateboarder, but like I can feel that from him. I mean, I think back to a lot of the early music videos that he did, and it's yeah. like Beastie Boys. There is a, I'll say like a street level knowledge that's like just built into all of it that just translates upward yeah 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 Yeah. so um i really do i really do recommend people check this out uh spike is one of my favorite filmmakers and he he doesn't work that often but when he does it's always good um yeah and i think it's important for people to understand like where he came from as a filmmaker because he was just a guy with a camera riding a skateboard yeah (laughs) yeah i was looking at him earlier and it was when i discovered that uh 
IMDb has a pretty in-depth music video uh, yes. listing at this point. <laughs> yes. He I was like, oh, yeah, he's done like three or four movies, right? And it's like 107 oh director God. credits. And I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. how like extensive this like. Yes. Music video thing is. I mean, everybody like I don't want it to come off like I didn't know how much you uh, knew, music yeah. video work that Spike <laughs> Jones did. But uh, he was like a, a big influence on me when I was in film school, too. That's um, awesome. That's awesome. Man. He's good. And I, he's so good. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. We were talking about adaptation earlier. Exactly. On my mind. I was like, thank yeah. God you're bringing up Spike. I love this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, check out Fully um, Flared. It's a Lakai video. Um, I don't know where you can find it, but I'm sure you can find the whole thing on YouTube, honestly. Um, it's from like over 10 years ago. So so yeah, that's my nice. recommendation. I what? had, uh, there's one of the things listed from 2003 is the work of director Spike Jones. Mm-hmm. It was a DVD set that I had on my shelf my freshman year of Oh my God. Of college. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Bringing you back. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, it. All right. So mine, I feel like I'm, like, establishing my creds here. Now, mine is, um, well, I, I'll say similar. Uh, it's mm. something we've talked about a couple times on this podcast before. Uh, my director that I, I, I chose uh, is of the moment, I'll say. Uh, uh, and that was Darren Aronofsky. Oh, shit. Uh, and the film that I'm going to recommend is The Fountain. Oh, man, I have not um, seen this in a, a long time. <laughs> the Fountain is, in my opinion, a really good movie. In a lot of people's opinions, dumb as fuck. <laughs> it is okay. very splintered. It is experimental almost in its story. To, like, okay. It's weird to say experimental, but like it's like it's, it's not experimental, but it's like uncommon in its storytelling strategy Um, interesting okay have you seen this movie not in a very long time okay so it's um hugh jackman and rachel weiss um and i don't know how to pitch the story (laughs) of this movie it takes place in three sections one in like 1000 ad one in the year 2000 and one in like 2500 ad yes um with like three parallel couples all played by Jackman and Weiss. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, like I love this movie. This movie's beautiful. This movie's incredibly beautiful. It like yeah. it it hits something. Yeah. And the score is fucking incredible in it. Like I <sighs> Yeah, I remember the score. Yeah. It's it's still I still it's like I still have this score on my iPod. <laughs> And by iPod, I mean iPhone, but like it's yeah. on my iPhone because it was on my iPod and like iPod made the classic, transfer over yeah. kind of thing. Um, it was a big influence for me as like a cinematographer. Um, and it's just gorgeous, man. Um, yeah. One of Aronofsky's like lesser known. I mean, you get things like uh, Black Swan or um, I want to say Pi, but I feel like people Pi, Requiem, Pi Requiem, Mother, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wrestler, um, yeah wrestler um and it also it ties into what we were talking about with um with christopher nolan because uh all of the the space imagery that you see in it is actually like chemical reactions yeah shot through a microscope yeah which is like crazy so i love this movie i will forever love this movie yeah nice the fountain. don't listen to the haters Go. watch the fountain don't listen to the haters yeah Aaron and it's <laughs> it's straight up it's 137 minutes 130 it's an hour and 37 minutes. I was gonna like say 137 same. minutes. <laughs> All right. No, not a uh, classic like easy. Just knock it out, man. Yeah, it's worth it. Hell yeah, Aronofsky guys, the whale. You gotta check that out yeah. too at some point. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> the guy is a yeah, he's a he's a filmmaker. <laughs> that is a way to explain it. Oh. Uh, All, All right. right. Well, that'll bring us home. Sure will. Uh, the penultimate yeah. episode of the the year in the bank. Yep. Um, the 80th episode. Yeah. We are now 2019 away yeah. from 100 episodes, mm-hmm. which is wild. That's insane. Um, we did it. We've been saying it, but next week, y'all. Yep. Next week, we're doing our top five favorite movies of 2022. Yep. So excited. Um, 
so excited. Our <laughs> pixel splitters are like next level. Yeah. Our, pixel, Megapix- our megapixels yeah. are our next level. I love them so, so much. So much fun. Um, and yeah, uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Ooh, people can find me on the internet on Twitter, although not so much recently at Josh Fuller 33 Fuller spelled with no E. You can also find me much more on both Instagram and definitely on letterboxd at Josh J Fuller. And where can people find you Willis? You can find me on the internet, uh, on Instagram, on kind of Twitter and on letterboxd at Willis film. And if you want to find the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters. And you can find us on Letterboxd at Pixel Splitters, where you can find all of our recommendations, including, I don't remember what yours was called. Uh, Fully Flared. Fully Flared and the Fountain. Fully Flared Fountain. Very We've Got some alliteration going on. Very here. interesting double feature there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I... I feel like it could having work. not seen the first one could work. It could work. I feel like a lot of the visuals in uh, the fountain are Spike Jones esque. For definitely, I would agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. Cool. <laughs> All right. All right, man. Whew. Whew. <laughs> Home stretch. One more to go. Yep. And then it's two hundred twenty-three, and we just and then we do this. another yeah fifty. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, all right, man. Well, I will talk to you next week. Yeah. Uh, Dear listener, be sure to tune in on Sundays for our tuned in episodes where we talk about what we've watched this week. Yeah, because we watch a lot of stuff. We watch a lot of stuff. (laughs) We love Uh, to talk about it. so And we do. We talk for arguably too long about it. Definitely. But, you know, that's fine. They can find that out. These were supposed to be like originally 15 minute episodes. And I think they've been consistently at least half an hour. They're now like 30. Yeah. So. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. I will talk to you next week, man. Yeah. You too, man. All right, end of pod.